It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Bears fans, you hear that? That is the NFL scouting combine calling, and guess what? It's going to be here in just a few days, and I want to welcome you to this Friday edition of the CHGO Bears podcast, otherwise known as the CHGO Audible Day. Will DeWitt, Nicholas Moriano here with you to give you a, I'm not going to call it super in-depth, but we're going to give you a 2024 NFL scouting combine preview because that all kicks off next week in Indianapolis. Nick, how's it going, man? I can't believe we're here. I'm doing great, Will, but I can't believe we're already here. Like, this is such a, it's going to be such a big moment for the Bears as they're kind of exploring everything that they're going to explore the quarterback position. But we're here. It's a busy time of the year and glad to be previewing it with you, Will. And, you know, get these, get, get all of our listeners, people in the chat up to date with some of the prospects that we're looking forward to watching and hearing at the Combine. Absolutely. And you said it like the fact that we're already at the NFL combine kind of season. I feel like next year it's going to come even quicker uh, with the college football playoff expansion and all that football that's coming our way. January, February is going to fly by. I'm excited for that. Uh, But we have a lot of time between now uh, and then. But this is when the offseason, you know, in many ways, I, I know the new league year doesn't begin but the NFL combine always just kind of feels like that that first step and that initial step into the offseason. And for the Bears and the offseason that's ahead, I doubt they're going to dip their toes in the water. They're going to plunge right on in. And it's going to be an exciting week for sure. So in today's episode, you know, we're going to do a lot. Uh, we're going to look at the QB decision for Ryan Poles, whether or not that decision is going to be made next week after meeting Caleb Williams and some of the other prospects. We're going to share some players that we're most looking forward to performing and hearing from next week. And before we get into all of that, Nick, I I wanted to do an exercise here. I wanted to play a game. I know you went to the press conferences yesterday. You reported on them. You wrote a great article on allchio.com for anyone that wants to go read that recap. And then you also discussed it on yesterday's podcast. But I wanted to play the game of imagine I'm Patrick Starr and I live under a rock. What should I know from yesterday's press conference? Because I know not everyone listening now listened yesterday. Uh, so I just want to make sure that those listeners you know, understand the biggest takeaways that they should know from the Bears press conferences yesterday. In addition to, you know, Flus's beard, uh, which, you know, A plus, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's got to be the biggest takeaway, right? The Fluce is <laughs> loose. He's looking, got the new look for 2024 with the beard and the fade, but you know, it was uh, it was like a welcome surprise when we saw him walk into Hallis Hall with with the new look. But let's start with Shane Waldron real quick, Will. Um, 
I think you could just kind of tell from how he was responding to a lot of the answers that revolved around the quarterback position that pretty reserved, timid, didn't want to give too much detail into what direction the Bears are going. But one of the key takeaways that I thought was, you know, said from Waldron is that regardless of its fields or if it's a rookie quarterback, that this system will work for either one of those guys. So you're thinking about, you know, how can you game plan, you know, this offense? Well, regardless of who it is, Shane Waldron believes based off the experiences he's had with former, former quarterbacks and how quickly they picked up the system that they'll be able to pick up uh, Shane Waldron's scheme. Another thing too, like he, he did talk about the uniqueness of being on a team that does have the number one overall pick and the number nine overall pick. So he did highlight that as well, but really I think when you're, 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 obviously would have liked more from Shane, especially if the bears knew exactly what they were doing and could be more transparent about the situation. But those are kind of the key takeaways I thought from, from Shane Waldron and what he had to say. And apparently like everybody on the bears offense is explosive because he didn't name a single guy, <laughs> not one player was actually specifically named, which is kind of crazy, but yeah, that's the kind of the, the situation that Shane Waldron was in. You go to Eric Washington now, the defensive coordinator, you can tell he's a guy that's been in the league for what, now this is 17 years, because he just exuded confidence in what and mm. everything that he was saying. And even though he won't be calling the plays, he he's going to be a nice asset to Matt Eberflus and, you know, just being somebody that he can rely on. They're going to strategize game plans together. And if for any reason Matt Eberflus needs to, you know, even hand over the play calling duties, for even a snap, Eric Washington will be ready. He has that experience, and he also has a in-depth background with defensive line play. And he he put the the standards really high for this group. He he's thinking that the Bears have the right personnel and that they can build the best pass rush unit in the league. And that's what the guys that they have in place right now with some rook, uh, some guys that are going to year two with Pickens and obviously Javon Dexter, but also Montez Sweat. So you know, I really like the just the presence of Eric Washington and what he had to say. And then really quickly, Will, with Matt Eberflus, the, the, the term adaptability came up so much in these press conferences and being able to adapt in-game. That's obviously something that the Bears did not do a good enough job of in 2023. So I think when you're looking at what, how is this Bears team going to be different from last year, that ability to adapt, especially coming out of halftime. We've seen it so yep. much where the team makes that adjustment and for whatever reason, the Bears just can't adjust to that adjustment. So hopefully we see that become a theme in 2024 where the Bears are more prepared and can make those much-needed adjustments. Now, I love what Washington said uh, about his unit and the pass rush and the fact he was, you know, you know, referencing that they, he believes in the talent that's already there. But no way, right? Like, There's no way. They, they, they need more. I, I feel like they still need more. But I love as you mentioned, like the confidence uh, that he was mm -hmm. kind of demonstrating uh, regardless of the fact that I do appreciate it. Yeah. I think, that, I mean, ideally you're going to want another, and we're going to get into some of those needs that the bears, you know, need to, to have in 2024, but another edge rusher and, you know, Justin Jones contract is up. We don't, mm -hmm. again, he's not no longer, he's not going to be on this team if they don't resign him. So yes, they need to add some guys. And I'm glad that Eric Washington can help out a guy like Travis Smith and get more out of this defensive line unit, because this really is the unit that will, I, if they play well, this entire unit will play well. So you need to yep. have those guys really executing on all cylinders. 
Now, one more question on this. Is there anything that you learned or heard or just kind of felt in that room that maybe you weren't expecting? So, okay, I've watched Shane Waldron's press conferences before when he was in Seattle. So I know he's, he is more open. And for whatever reason, going into this, I'm like, okay, we're going to get that Shane Waldron. But of course, like, you know, he was he obviously coached up before kind of going into this press conference and not wanting to say too much. So I guess that was, you know, it just didn't put Shane Waldron for me on the best start. Not to say that that's like a bad thing, but it just, you wanted to see more out of him. And once the bears make whatever decision they're going to make at the quarterback position, I think you're going to get a way more vibrant, transparent Shane Waldron. But I think just the, the, the other thing here, well, outside of that, just it's all these guys are on the same page. Like it all starts before the X's and O's can ever, you know, start each one of these coaches. And it starts from the, you know, top down want to get to know the individual. And that's where it's going to start because there's a lot of turnover on the offensive side, not as much on defense, of course, but they're, they need to know the person so that when it comes to the X and O's, they can really get into developing game plan schemes because they, they trust that individual just on a, a human level, not, not football or anything like that. So I think that was also expressed in the press conferences yesterday. I, I see a lot of comments coming through the chat about Washington, just kind of hyping like the listeners, like our audience bears fans who are watching or listening to that press conference kind of felt his energy and like would run through a brick wall for him and all that. So if bears fans are feeling that just through his words, I, I get excited about what's happening behind the scenes, what's happening in those meetings, what's happening, you know, in the locker room and having a leader on this defense like that. And, you know, after last year, pretty much, I mean, let's be honest, we didn't have a defensive coordinator last year and that's unheard of in the league. Like we moved on. We had, we had situations, we had to do it uh, with Williams. Eberflus kind of took over that role, but no one was like, the dedicated defensive coordinator. And now you bring in someone with all the experience that you mentioned, the ability to hype up fans. Uh, again, very exciting to me. And then on top of that too, uh, just the growth we saw from the unit overall last year are just a few different signs that get me excited you know, about that next step. And we talked about it actually in our show last week. Like what does this defense need to do to become like elite uh, because of the turnovers we saw last year, them be able to do all those takeaways, even without the pass rush. And we know that's the big kind of issue that they need to correct this off season, but I really didn't expect Washington and like that, uh, I don't know, swag and demeanor that he has. Like that's a sneaky underrated thing that I'm going to be excited to kind of watch unfold throughout this off season and the regular season here, you know, down the line. Yeah, he has a completely, completely different vibe than Alan Williams. Alan Williams was really quiet mm -hmm. and, you know, soft-spoken. Eric Washington is a different type of guy. And you know what? I know Eberflus and Jaquan Brister, they are, they are buddy buddies. They are, like, that's his guy. I think Jaquan's going to really like Eric. I Really, this entire defense, they're going to like Eric Washington. But I feel like Jaquan Brister and him, He's going to say some things during press conferences and you could just feel the difference, but I am looking forward to what he's going to bring and how he's going to help elevate this Bears defense next season. For sure. All right. So switching over to the combine, uh, I, I'm going to throw you a softball, uh, just 
to give fans a, a, a little bit of a you know peek behind the curtain here too. So you and I, I know we've been going to the combine for years now and you know, entering what year four, year five of like officially covering it, plus the years that you and I were able to kind of get in there as fans. Uh, so you know we've kind of did it in an unofficial official fashion. Uh, but what's like your favorite part of just covering the NFL combine? You know, I think it's a really cool opportunity to, you know, obviously we go all this time kind of watching these players on tape, but then when you get those opportunities to just in a scrum, as you know, how it can be, Will, mm-hmm. like ask that question over everybody. And then, you know, hopefully get the response that you're looking for. Like that's something that, you know, you feel rewarding when you do that, you learn a little bit more about the player and now you can understand, well, okay, this is what he did on film, but this is who he is. And, you know, this is how he can see himself translating to a specific scheme or even like getting to know the guy even outside of football. I always enjoy that as well. These are people too. But yeah, those are some of my favorite parts. Also some of the most stressful times, like you want to get this question <laughs> in and it's like, yep. there's a timer. There's about a million different people here and you're trying to, you know, talk over everybody or time it perfectly. But I've always enjoyed that. That's always been a fun thing. So I'm looking forward to, you know, doing my best there uh, next week. I love when you and I like either we pull out our little sheets together or walk up to like the little monitor they have of the schedule and we'll like, it's almost like drawing up a play on the fly. Like I'm going to go here, you hit podium eight, I'm going to hit six, seven, five, and then we're going to reconvene here for the next position group. Like it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun uh, to say the least. One of my things, it's more of like, as years go on, I think I appreciate like the memories more or some of these players that you meet that are mid-round prospects, not big names or anything like that. And then you fast forward three years and they're playing very well, like wherever they got drafted. You hear their name called on Sundays consistently. You're like, hey, you know, like I asked that guy a question or I was there. And as you know, a lot of the bigger name prospects, like they get the huge scrums. And then some of those mid to late round guys, one, two people there sometimes so it's a little bit more intimate uh so it is cool to just kind of see that in hindsight some of those guys that no one was paying attention to kind of pop off absolutely i I remember and look this is a guy that's hitting free agency right now but jeremy chin from southern Mm -hmm. illinois university he was actually at one of the bigger podiums but nobody nobody wanted to talk to him i'm like all right, let's, let's go talk to Jeremy Chin. Let's see his story. And, you know, he was in Indianapolis. He grew up a Colts fan. And, you know, I think he obviously still kind of working through his NFL career, but yeah, you remember those moments. Um, Jonathan Grenard is another guy that's hitting free agency right now. Could be a fit for the bears. I remember being over there for his presser as well. So that is always cool. You can kind of reflect back. I want to say like tank Dell is another guy. He was on one of the smaller podiums. And you see what he does with CJ Stroud this past season. So those are always cool moments when you can reflect back and see who you talked to and maybe who you didn't. I remember you and I's initial reaction to like Justin Herbert walking out and seeing him in person for the first time. Like, wow, he has such a baby face. What, yeah. How's he going to translate? And it's Justin freaking Herbert. Like he's a <laughs> really good quarterback. So it's just a lot of fun regardless. And of course, getting the mingle with media you know not just in chicago but across the entire world it's it's gonna be a great time and we're gonna bring a lot of an amazing coverage uh so just wanted to give you know people a little peek of like what makes it exciting you know for us in, in addition to just providing coverage which we love to do all right so the big kind of thing that i wanted to kick off officially this combine discussion uh, is whether or not ryan poles is going to make this quarterback decision here 
uh, at the combine. And I know Albert Breer's report mentioned that the Bears do have a plan to have a plan in place <laughs> at the combine. And I think it makes sense uh, for the Bears. They, they've had plenty of time to kind of wrap their heads around this, uh, the situation, getting some one-on-one times with William, some of the other top prospects. I feel like you're going to just have a general sense in the direction that you're going to want to go. And if you're a good to great general manager, then you're just going to have to know in your gut, like what the right decision is here. If you're Ryan polls. And I believe he, you know, polls, you know, he knows his future, not just as like the bears GM, but like a GM in the NFL hinges on this decision. It's going to have ripple effects across the league for years to come. And I don't know if he doesn't walk away from this week with a strong idea of what he wants to do a quarterback the bears may have some problems. I know there's plenty of time to make a final decision, but it's all going to come down to a gut feel. And with all of his experience, the experience of the coaching staff, the experience of the personnel department going into this week uh, on top of the things you're going to learn, you just got to take all the experience, what you're already feeling. And on top of that, just go with that gut feeling what's best for the bears. But I don't know. Is there anything that you wanted to either add or just your opinion on, you know, the Bears decision in general, its timing and everything else before we kind of venture into Caleb Williams talk? Yeah. And I think um, we can maybe look at even last year and how that whole trade scenario played out. The NFL scouting combine ended on Monday, March 6th. And, you know, it didn't take very much time after that for polls to, you know, actually make the decision that he was doing and four days later, he he traded that that number one overall pick to Carolina. And, you know, so the actual trade didn't happen during combine week. But I think everything that it took to make that trade happen, you know, made it so that it was four days later. So I'm looking at that same kind of timeline that once Ryan Poles leaves, you know, Indianapolis after speaking with whoever he wants to speak with and getting the details of not only the number one overall pick, but. Justin Fields as well, and what his draft compensation can look like if you're looking to acquire him. I just feel like that's the timeline we're looking at because you don't you need to have a decision made prior to free agency actually beginning because mm-hmm. obviously there's going to be quarterbacks that come and go to new places that limits the opportunities to spots where Justin Fields can potentially go if you're looking to move off of him. So I just think that obviously Ryan Poles, it's it, he's fortunate to actually have kind of been in a similar situation last year you can build off of those things what worked well what didn't kind of take notes from each you know those those top takeaways and bring it to indianapolis this time around so i do expect like what albert brewer was saying in his report i think he made that on espn 1000 earlier today that there will be a plan in place and like you mentioned will if there isn't I think you're almost you're you're allowing like polls would be allowing too much information to be going into his brain, overthinking things like mm-hmm. you've had a process to get to this point. Stick with that process. If things, you know, go the way that you were intending, you make that move. You move on. And like Justin Fields, he was saying on the same Browns Bros podcast, like you just want some clarity, right? Like it's it's not, you know, what Justin Fields wants, but I understand that. So I think polls also understands that as well. Yeah, I kind of felt that. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he said it directly, but I felt his angst uh, a yeah. little bit, Justin, on that interview of just like, you know, I just want to know. I want to get to work. It's hard not to know and kind of in this limbo state. Uh, so on a human level, you know, I can, you know, I can 
empathize uh, with that. But from Justin to Caleb and on our shows, Nick, I've been very good about not talking about Caleb uh, until we got to the appropriate point, which which is now. <laughs> and it may have been sooner, but you guys cover it plenty Monday through Thursday. But obviously, we don't need to tell everyone who Caleb Williams is and where, he, you know, obviously USC, USC quarterback generational talent is what he's believed to be. And it's been talked about so much. So what I want to ask you is what does he, I'm going to say have to do uh, in order to, I don't know, sway the bears to take him with that number one overall pick, whether it's, you know, on the field in the interviews, uh, whether it's, you know, to the media or in the individual team interviews, because you know, he's meeting with the bears, you know, they're going to have plenty of time with him, but like, what are the signs that if you were Ryan Poles to make you feel confident? Like, yes, this is the decision or this is the guy. I think one of the factors for, for this will would just be Caleb Williams being genuine. You don't want him to go into an interview with Ryan Poles, Ian Cunningham, the Bears staff and be, you know, putting on a front, being somebody that he isn't just to kind of impress, you know, the interviewer. And I think that's going to be the best way that, you know, the Bears can see if Caleb's a fit for them and Caleb can see if he's a fit for them. So if if that goes well, I think that's going to really be the icing or the, the cherry on top for what the Bears want to see from him because he could do everything on the field. And, we, you know, at this point, I don't even know if we know if Caleb's going to actually participate in, in the mm-hmm. throwing at the NFL scouting combine. So it really is about the interview process and getting to know the person and, you know, just seeing, is there that initial connection? And obviously Caleb's a little different from a lot of other people because he does have these outside interests outside of football, but he just, just like anybody would go into an interview, be yourself, be honest, and then allow that conversation, however long it goes to be, you know, just let it flow, man. Because I think this is such a big, this is a big part for the bears. They need to get to know that Caleb Williams is going to be a compliment to this Bears locker room as opposed to a distraction. And I don't think, I don't really get that from him. I know there's a lot of outside noise, but that's really, I think the big thing will, and when he answers, you know, questions at the podium, I mean, look, it can vary from so many different questions. Oh, what do you feel? How do you feel about going to Washington with Chicago, whatever, but just has to be honest about it, man. And obviously they're being coached up to be in those kind of scenarios that interview process, but I think that's going to, if he does that, that's going to go a long way for him. Do you think there's a question or like a, maybe like the biggest question that he can answer next week at the combine, whether it's publicly or privately with the bears? I wonder, you know, maybe something about being something along, along the lines of being like team oriented versus like, you know, being an individual. Cause I feel like that gets kind of put placed mm. on him too. He'll take some of the limelight. Obviously, everyone remembers him like crying, you know, after after losing a big game and like taking that moment away from maybe even some of his teammates. But just kind of seeing, you know, how he interacts with everybody else and just from player teammates that I've talked to, you know, they they love what Caleb Williams is as a person and also obviously what he can do on the field. So maybe something along that lines, like how good of a teammate are you? How much does that matter? But yeah, that may be one of the one of the many kind of questions that you can think about that would highlight what what he's about. May I chime in for a quick second here? Sure. 
Um, yes, Greg, yeah. from your garage. Yeah, from the garage. I'm smoking a stogie, enjoying this conversation. But uh, I, the, I was talking with a friend about this last night, and I, and I truly feel like, like when you talk about what kind of teammate he is, what kind of leader he is, they've no, like when you're picking tenth, like you were last year, you have to really go over so many different variables of what player is going to fall to you and do the backgrounds on each of those players and each of those scenarios. When you have the number one pick and if you're going to stay there, you've had the advantage since basically early December, maybe even earlier to start doing this evaluation process. <clears throat> and so when you talk about Cliff Kingsbury being connected to both, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Caleb Williams, you know, Ryan Poles has already had conversations with Cliff Kingsbury at length when they drafted Caleb. So there's a relationship there. I'd assume that's how they felt strongly enough to draft Caleb. So like, to me, I think they already know the kind of teammate he is, the kind of person he is behind the scenes. I think they've probably done a lot of that backward background work. So it's about now you have an opportunity to have your whole staff with him. That's one. And then two, I think the other big thing that's going to happen this week is how he does handle that press scrum. Like you were talking about, mm -hmm. Nick, you're going to have a lot of different people from a lot of different cities and outlets peppering him with, it's going to be mostly questions about his maturity. You know, how did you, how do you react to critics of your fingernails getting painted or crying to your mom and, and things like that. And, like as each question just keeps coming at him, how he holds his composure within that, I think is going to be probably one of the final things they want to look at how he handles the media. Cause in college, you're not, you're not, you, you don't, you're not obligated to talk to the media the way you are in the NFL In the NFL, mm -hmm. you're going to have to talk after every game and every week with the press. So how he handles that, I think is going to be one of the first big things they look at outside of what they talk to him internally about. No, that's, that's a really good point. And we're going to see next week how Caleb Williams handles all of that. It'll be, it'll be fun. Yeah. Lions, guys, Lions guy in the chat's asking what I'm smoking. I'm smoking a Leatherwood Rose. It's a beautiful day outside. Enjoying the CHGO audible guys. There we go. Enjoy it, Greg. Nick, do you have a guess as to what weird, fun game the Bears are going to do this year with the prospects? Uh, you know, I, I really haven't given that much thought, but it was darts. It was, you know, like putting. What else can you do? <laughs> like, there, you got to get creative, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. Do you have any good uh, suggestions or, or thoughts there? <laughs> Maybe they've been watching CHGO and they know like it's ping pong or bust, you know? Like, Ooh. hey. They bring a little portable table. Hey, that, yeah. that could be a lot of fun. But I, I know we haven't talked about it specifically, um, and it's obvious, but I do want to at least mention it in here before we move on to the next mm -hmm. topic is I'm excited and we're never going to know. Um, but if I wish I could be a fly in the wall as Shane Waldron's interviewing Caleb and going through like mm -hmm. what he wants to do on offense and how would you attack this defense and uh, how he kind of breaks down the coverages that they'd be going up against, how he would be able to relay some of these play calls and understand some of the concepts that the Bears are going to be wanting to run with Shane. That would be very interesting to me to know, but we're never, we're never going to know. Come on, Bears, just do like a behind the scenes kind of thing. If you draft Caleb, you can release it. That'd be great content. We're giving you suggestions because we're all going to watch it if that happens. <laughs> there we go. Um, is there any chance that some of the other quarterbacks can do anything to sway polls in the Bears' decision here this week, whether it be, you know, May or Daniels, Knicks, McCarthy? Like, are they anywhere in the mix, in, in your honest opinion, one week out? I mean, I, I don't want to completely rule out Drake May, but it just it just seems like it is, you know, 
Caleb Williams or you're sticking with Fields, but I, I do feel like he, you know, could do obviously some good things for himself by having a great interview. And he has so much talent as a size. He has a big arm can, when I was watching film of, you know, him versus, I think it was Miami when I was watching one of the safeties, like dude just takes off. So I, I think I don't want to completely rule it out, but at this point in time, you know, a couple of days from the actual NFL scouting combine, I really do believe it's, it is just Caleb Williams and them just completely getting to see how he's going to be with the entire Bears coaching staff. I mean, we just can't draft another quarterback from North Carolina early in the first round. It's just, I'm sorry. Like nothing against May <laughs> on a personal level. I just can't have history repeat itself here uh, in Chicago. And those parallels would be drawn immediately. It'd be a talking point that never goes away. And I'm not here for it. Yeah, that would be, I mean, the last time that the bears drafted a quarterback from UNC shocked us all. It would do the same. It would be the same exact effect. They did at number one. <laughs> I remember all your roommates says, oh, in the background and you're freaking out. That was a, that was a good time. That was, so that was fun. it was a lot of fun. Let's take our first time out. And on the flip side, Nick may not know this, but we're going to talk about some breaking news that kind of came out since we started the show. And then we'll get into the, the rest of what we've already originally scheduled. Uh, but real quickly, I want to let you know about prize picks. Prize pick is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America and they are the most easiest and exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including you know pros and sharks, you can pick more than or less than on a two to six player stat projections and just watch those winnings roll in. Prize picks is the most fun that I've had playing, winning up to 25 times my money. You know, this basketball season, you can just like two or more players pick more or less on the projected stats and place your entry. If you're a fan of Nick and I shows, it's pretty much like we're playing over under, uh, which as you know, we do enjoy doing quite a lot in price picks. They, they even offer a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. So for football and the basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return the second, that player is rebooted and price fix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy so it's a lot of fun it's super easy to use quick withdrawals easy gameplay an enormous selection of players and stat types and honestly all of that is why i really enjoy price picks and that's what makes them the number one daily fantasy sports app so right now you can go to pricepicks.com slash chgo and use code chgo for a first deposit match up to $100. So that means if you deposit up to $100, you're going to get that matched and pretty much double your initial deposit. That's pricepicks.com slash CHGO and use code CHGO. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Got to check out Prize Picks, And then you also got to check out Miller Lite. No matter how you are celebrating this upcoming St. Patrick's Day, it's a great excuse to gather with friends and crack open a cold one. It's You can enjoy these moments with Miller Lite. It was the original light beer, and it's still the best one. And Miller Lite has more of the taste you want and less of the stuff you don't. I mean, with I remember, what, last year's St. Patrick's Day, there was a lot, there was a lot of Miller Lite consumed, and that's perfectly fine because it's a, it's a great light beer where, you know, some of those other products, it's just, it just doesn't sit well with you as you're kind of going throughout your day celebrating, you know, maybe watching March Madness. You're not going to get that with Miller Lite and how refreshing and light and amazing it is. And look, Miller Lite, 
is celebrating St. Patrick's Day this year by offering lucky winners and their crew the opportunity to see the Chicago River dyed green up close and personal on the Miller Lite party boat. you you got to want to be there. To enter for your chance to win, all you got to do is visit MillerLite.com slash Chicago St. Pat's Chicago and then S-T-P-A-T-S. No purchase necessary. Promotion ends on March 1st, 2024 and is open only to legal residents of Illinois and Indiana who are 21 years or older. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Lite Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. All right. Will DeWitt, Nicholas Moriano here on the CHO Bears podcast. Nick, do you know the breaking news that I mentioned before the break? Do you know where I'm going with this? Does this have to do with salary cap and money and all that? Yeah. Yes. I mean, I think this is newsworthy enough to kind of, you know, I'll say it, call an audible uh, and talk about this here real quick. So basically what I've seen kind of floating around and I'll just, uh, you know, read bits and pieces of this tweet from me and Rappaport real quick. Um, but basically the 2024 salary cap is going to be 255.4 million per club with an additional 74 million per club payment for player benefits, which includes performance-based pay and benefits for retired players. So the total 2024 player cost is going to be 329.4 million per club. And this means there is an unprecedented $30 million increase per club in this year's salary cap. So, and that's the most in a year by year jump in NFL history. So every team and now including the Chicago bears, Nick have an additional $30 million that they can spend now on this roster. And if I remember correctly, the bears were around 70 some million when we talked about it last week, which means that's back to back years where the bears are going to have about a hundred million dollars in their pocket to go out there and spend in free agency. And I thought Ryan Poles did a great job last year uh, utilizing the cap, but not using all of it, being very you know strategic uh, with the money that he spent. I would expect the same now. So how do you see this? I mean, I feel like if you don't pay Jalen Johnson now, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you have plenty <laughs> of money between who you cut last week and now this huge jump and in increase. Like that's someone, that's a player that I would make sure that I keep on my team with an additional money, but what are your just, I guess, initial thoughts about the cap increase going up that much? Yeah, I think it really just gives the bears flexibility and opportunity to do really what they want to do in terms of getting Jalen Johnson to that long-term extension that I think ultimately the bears and, you know, Johnson wants to do. And, you know, what's interesting reading that tweet from Ian Rappaport with an additional 74 million per club payment for player benefits, which includes performance-based pay. I wonder if you can get creative now and mm. how you're constructing a contract. Like, Hey, Jalen, you get these interceptions or, you know, whatever it might be like, this is where we can allocate some of that money. Um, th- so I think, again, it just, it gives more opportunities for every single NFL team to do a little bit more this upcoming season, because that is a big jump. And the bears do have needs that are outside of, you know, just maybe addressing the quarterback. If they want to do that, they still have some holes to fill and there will be some premium free agents at some specific positions. So the Bears, there is no excuse. There's no excuse why you can't upgrade. You'll potentially get more draft capital if you do move on from Justin or if you trade the number one overall pick, whatever it means. But I just think you can address those needs. You can. They have the money. Now you just got to be smart about who they go, uh, who they go and pursue and how much they're willing to offer now. 
Right. And this is coming from Gary does put it into good perspective about, you know, some of the other teams that were hurting in cap now have yep. a little bit more breathing room. Uh, so it could in some ways hurt the bears. I mean, and, and it boils down to this teams can spend more players are going to get paid more. And I feel like, you know, everyone's going to be, you know, just fine at the end of the day. Uh, but it does, I think, allow for teams like the Bears in this situation with Jalen Johnson, who, you know, it was a it's a tough decision to make. Uh, mm -hmm. Sometimes when you have those players, and you want to keep your homegrown talent. It allows that to happen uh, a little bit easier. But when it comes to free agency, like, I mean, you know, every player who just saw that tweet goes, all right, this is what I was wanting to get in free agency. And now this is what I'm going to be asking for in free agency. So it's going to be it's going to be fascinating to see how it all kind of pans out, but regardless, you know, every team, but now the bears have you know, a little bit more money to spend, but as the NFL continues to grow, remain profitable, uh, it just, this is going to keep going up and up. And, you know, as uh, the quarterback position uh, gets yeah. pricier and pricier, it's going to be, it's not stopping here anytime soon. No, definitely is. I, I think I saw in the chat that's that Taylor Swift uh, pay increase coming in <laughs> with all the new viewers. Hey, who knows? But uh, yeah, the, the NFL is, I know there's always like times after a season, oh, the NFL product's not the same. Look at everybody who's watching and look at the salary cap and everything continue to go up. It's a product that's not going anywhere anytime soon, even if there are some deficiencies with it. All right, well, let's get back to the, you know, regularly scheduled programming here. And we're going to look at the continue to look at the combine uh, that kicks off next week. Uh, and we want to discuss some players that we want to watch and that we're interested in, uh, you know, whether watching on the field or just getting the interview and as the Bears go throughout their draft process. So before we talk about, you know, the players at positions of need, Nick, you and I spent three weeks uh, here on the podcast on Fridays doing the say of the franchise, you know, talking about every single player currently on the roster, ranking them, or at least getting confidence levels in them, discussing who's no longer going to be on the team. And what we usually do at the end of those episodes is create a hierarchy of needs uh, and pretty much list in order the bears biggest needs heading into the off season. That way we have a framework as we're doing our preparations of like, okay, which position should they be you know, addressing and what's the urgency level behind them and all that good stuff. So with that, I wanted to go to you uh, and we just, we went with what top five, top five positions mm -hmm. here for the bears. And we each have, you know, different lists in different orders, but I just wanted you to kind of go through yours here first. What's your top five needs for the Chicago bears heading into the off season? Yeah, we'll, we'll start from number one and go down here. For me, my top five for the Bears to address going into 2024 is one, the center position. Uh, obviously, it's a it's a focal point for this Bears offense. Need to get another wide receiver for number two, Will. I have number three as defensive end, number four, defensive tackle, and then five, safety. I'm going to throw a 5B in here as running back. Ooh, but I, I Yeah, like so center, wide receiver, defensive end, defensive tackle, safety and then one five B is the running back position. I like that you went RB. Uh, it was like sitting there at number six for me and I just going to make mm -hmm. it to five. So you found a sneaky loophole, uh, but I applaud you for it uh, because then I know you're going to bring up a running back at the combine this week, which that in itself uh, is mm -hmm. always exciting. So I look forward to getting there. My top five heading into this off season. I almost said in no particular order, but this is a particular order. Uh, center, just like you at number one. I mean, there's nobody on this team right now that I trust at that position. 
I put safety at two, uh, and we talked about this last week. Without Eddie Jackson, I was already a little concerned about the Bears' depth at safety, but now you lose a starter in Eddie Jackson. That's a big hole in the back end of this Bears' defense. You need a starter. Some of these other positions, like wide receiver, you already have DJ Moore, although I believe that the Bears need you know a couple of guys here to make a difference. Uh, in addition of getting a new offensive, you know, maybe a quarterback, offensive coordinator, there's still work to be done a receiver. So I'm right there with you. At four, I put defensive end. Uh, we need to find more guys outside of Montez Sweat. And then at five, I put defensive tackle. Uh, and I say this knowing what Washington said about this group and his excitement level about the Bears' young guys. Um, but I still believe you can add more to position, especially with Justin Jones potentially not returning here with his contract being up. And as I told you, heading into the show, Nick, you know, two, three, and four are almost like a tie for me, like almost like 2A, 2B, 2C in terms of like safety, wide receiver, and defensive end. Like they're neck and neck. Uh, but if I had to put them down a list, that's the order I got. I like I like it, Will. Um, and you know what? Before uh, these lists were made in mind, excluding the quarterback position. I see some people that were like, wait, quarterback there. Ah, whoa, so one yeah. preface that we made these lists needs outside of the quarterback position because it gets talked about literally every single day. But these are needs that we're looking at um, outside of quarterback. So now you can take that with more context and know exactly where we were going as we were building our lists here. Thank God for that disclaimer. Yeah, no, I, th- I thought it was obvious, uh, but we should definitely have prefaced uh, those lists because I can imagine someone sitting there listening going, what the hell are these guys talking about? <laughs> they just talk- They spent 30 <laughs> minutes on the quarterback position. Where did it go? Uh, running back and not quarterback. So yeah, no, yeah. That, makes, <laughs> that makes so much more sense. I really do uh, appreciate it. So Let's just talk about some centers here real quick because uh, they were atop of, of both of our lists. Who's like the, you know, the couple of players that you're looking forward to watching and just a gut feeling we're going to have a tremendous amount of overlap here. Yes. Uh, we probably both have Jackson Powers Johnson from Oregon as our top center that we're looking at. Yes. Uh, so there we go. There's one Zach Frazier from West Virginia is probably another guy that we want to watch. Okay. Um, but so, then I kind of maybe went to left field over here and I put a guy like Mason McCormick from South mm-hmm. Dakota state. I got a chance to watch him at the shrine bowl. He was playing center, playing a little bit of guard. And I just, I, you know, I like the nastiness that he played with. So probably not the guy that you're feeling like, Oh, he's going to be a day one starter. But if you're looking for guys, maybe in the back end of the draft or a little bit later in the draft, that could be another, another guy, but yeah, those top two are probably the consensus for every team looking for a, a center at this point. Is there anything specific with, you know, either Powers Johnson or Frazier that you're looking for, like a specific drill or like maybe like a weakness that they can kind of prove like isn't so much of one here at the combine, whether again, whether it's on or off the field? Yeah, so I think for Jackson Powers Johnson, just looking, so I know he can get out in space. Even as a big man, mm-hmm. I know he can move. Uh, looking at play strength, and I just, again, we talked about this last Friday. That freaking Green Bay game scarred me for life. No. How the trenches were developed. We're, I want to see some strength out of whoever the center is going to be. We can't have the amount of pushback that we're seeing on the offensive line. So for a lot of these guys, and I even put, like I put O-line here, not just center. Like I, I just want to see the strength that these guys can push put up on the bench press 
and seeing that, you know, these guys are not only going to have the anchor in their lower body, but try to keep people at bay with their hand strikes and things like that. So uh, I think that's just a, a general thing I'm going to be looking for as we're looking at all the numbers that pop down bench press, who can, who can push that weight? It's definitely not me, but it's definitely going to be some of those guys on the offensive line. Okay. Now this is a question I didn't expect to ask, uh, but it did pop up here as we're talking about the center position. So ever since Ryan Pulse came here, this is a position, as we know, hasn't really been addressed. And I know he brought in Lucas Patrick, but that was such a modest deal. It wasn't a big signing of anything, you know, any nature. And Cody White here has been Chicago since like 2016. So my, my question to, to you is, as the Bears look for the next center, the center of the future, what attributes in a Shane Waldron run offense should the Bears be looking at at center? Is it uh, you know, you mentioned strength is something you're looking at, but you also mentioned with Powers Johnson, his ability to move in space. Like in today's NFL with the Bears and their offensive evolution, like what kind of piece should we find for this puzzle? You know, it's going to, I would say it's, a, it's going to be a, a very fine line combination between intelligence and movement skills. I think those are going to be really important for, for Shane Waldron to operate the offense that he wants with whoever the quarterback's going to be. So I think if you can have a, a really good combination of those two qualities above some of the other things, I know I, I just highlighted strength, but I really, those two qualities in the next center, if it is a rookie, like that can go a long way for just, well, honestly, having st- some stability at that mm-hmm. position. It's been a liability for for a number of years, and they need a guy that can bring those traits. If he's strong as well, can move in space. Now you're just getting a trifecta. So those are some of the things that I'm going to be really paying attention to with whichever center that the bears look to bring next season. Oh, I think he just stumbled on something there from liability to reliability. That's something yeah. that the bears, you know, I mean, that's a good <clears throat> phrase. Flu should be listening and putting that in a notepad right now. Cause that's what they need to do at a lot of different positions. Uh, is there a reason why you didn't mention uh, Cedric out of Georgia? Von Pollen? No, um, you know, I kind of, I feel like I was like naming too many people. I need to, you know, well, obviously you have guys as well, but yeah, he's another, another one of the people there. That was the only one that you mentioned or didn't mention that I had on my list, but I mean, he's six four, three ten. He's a big dude, but he's also very athletic. I want to see how he compares to maybe some of the smaller centers in mm-hmm. terms of the athleticism, his ability, you know, the burst and all the good stuff there too. But uh, he's someone that has a very, you know, a strong resume behind them, a lot of experience uh, playing there in Georgia. And on, on top of that, too, you mentioned uh, intelligence. And I know like mm-hmm. his football IQ is something that's been lauded for. Uh, so seeing that plus his on-field stuff would be interesting for me for like a, you know, a guy in the mid-round options here for uh, the Bears at center. Uh, but you've already mentioned like the top two there, which I think are definitely the consensus. I just wonder if uh, a guy like Jackson Powers Johnson – how would he fit in the Bears draft plans is where he's projected to go versus where the Bears are actually picking. And that's, that's a tough one for me. Yeah, no doubt. And I think a a good question for all these guys, if we get an opportunity to, to speak with them, just how you feel about being in, you know, one of these wide zone schemes where you do have to move. And some, some of those guys that we mentioned do have that background in that, but you know, a lot of guys, you know, come from different systems, but just seeing, Hey, how do you feel about getting out in space, being able to seal a guy, things like that. And, you know, I think you get some pretty good answers from guys, hopefully being pretty honest. They're like, I'm going to learn. I maybe haven't done it, but I'll learn it, things like that. So, yeah, those are uh, some of the centers to maybe look out for as a combine is coming up next week. 
Cool. Well, we're going to actually take our final break here real quick. And then flip side, we'll run through some names at the other positions uh, that we are most looking forward to at the combine next week. Uh, But I have a question for you. Are you in the market for a new vehicle? And if you are, then we have some great news for you. Our partner, Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram and Fox Lake is celebrating the President's Day sales event all month long. And you know what that means? You'll be able to shop presidential savings on their wide selection of inventory for a limited time. Get 20% off MSRP on all remaining new 2023 Jeep Gladiator models with dealer discount. They are the number one for the new vehicle quality among midsize trucks, says J.D. Power. And that's not all. Shop their last call and select Dodge, Challenger, and Charger models. Dodge is the most powerful muscle car brand, so you don't want to miss out on their last call with over 20 Dodge muscle cars to choose from. At Ray CDJR, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and drive home with more money in your pocket than you'd expect thanks to the Ray's price promise. So don't miss out. Shop great deals all month long and save big because Ray CDJR makes buying a new vehicle more affordable than ever. But that's not all. Just for listening, you get a free oil change <clears throat> once you mention CHGO at the service center or mention CHGO when you book online at Ray CDJR slash service, but you'll have to schedule before February 29th. So if you're in the market for a new vehicle, then you'll have to check out the team at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram because they are the only team that we would recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 and Fox Lake. For more information, visit Ray CDJR in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com. Serving the community since 1963. You got to check out Ray CDJR. And then you absolutely, whatever you're doing on this Friday, you have to check out Charlie the Bacon Guy. Based out of Woodridge, Illinois, Charlie makes craft bacon and bacon jams in over 35 different flavors. And I'm telling you right now, I'm going off script a little bit. It's the best bacon that you can you can have. Like, there's no doubt about it. I, I guarantee you can go anywhere else. You're good. You're, Charlie's going to outmatch them. And why he's going to do that? Well, he has naturally cured preservative-free products. There aren't any ingredients that Charlie can't pronounce himself in the, you know, that are involved in the process, unlike most store-bought bacon. And it's vacuum-sealed and freezes perfectly. Bacon lasts in the package for up to 60 days in the fridge, one week after the seal is broken, and nine months in the freezer. Bacon jam? Well, it lasts about 90 days in the fridge and up to one year in the freezer. But if you're, look, to be completely honest, if you're keeping bacon in the freezer that long, you're you're really doing it wrong. Uh, the bacon jam goes perfectly <laughs> on anything. You can put it on scrambled eggs, toast with or without jelly, uh, crackers, burgers, grilled cheese, charcuterie boards, cinnamon rolls, pizza, or Charlie's favorite, the spoon. I think uh, Greg and I last week, we put the bacon jam on the bacon. And, you know, Charlie's like, what are you guys doing? It's like, well, it tastes great. You can put more bacon on your bacon. It's amazing. Uh, the Bacon Vault, all the flavors he's made in the past. If it's not currently available, well, give Charlie about two weeks and he'll make it for you. There's also awesome merch. They got beanies, hats, T-shirts, stickers, and coffee mugs. And, you know, some of the favorite flavors, probably all of them for me. But you got the maple pepper, chorizo, French toast. I got I got a package of the French toast myself. I had some two days ago. Amazing. Uh, honey chipotle, Cajun, Jardinera, raspberry chipotle. Uh, I mean... It's insane, the flavors that Charlie the Bacon Guy has. And the bacon jam flavors, you have original, you have bourbon, mango habanero, and cherry habanero. Oh, my goodness. Or jalapeno, sorry. They're they're amazing. You have to check them out. And starting now, you can actually save 10% off your order at 
charliethebaconguy.com when you use the code CHGO at checkout. You can pick it up, which is the most efficient way for you, or he can deliver it to you, meet you halfway, or even ship it. He makes a bacon so you can bring it home. Go check it out. If this weekend you're not eating Charlie the Bacon Guy's bacon, you're doing it wrong. I promise you. Go to charliethebaconguy.com and use that promo code CHGO. Don't mind me. I'm just wiping the drool off of my face <laughs> after that amazing ad read and staring at the graphic on our screen for the last minute. Whew. All right. Well, I'm ready for lunch. So, all right. Let's anyway, let's get into this list and we'll wrap up this show real quick. And I'll go actually in your order because I'm a, such a nice guy. So wide receiver, Marvin Harrison Jr., obviously like we're all watching him. We all want to talk to him. We've been talking about him for over a year. All right. I don't know if I need to say anything more about Marvin Harrison jr. But at wide receiver, he is bona fide the guy that everyone wants in this draft at wide receiver, uh, including maybe the bears, hopefully. So, uh, but regardless, any other receivers that are like up there for you right now? You know, it's going to be Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors, Roma Dune. Say, put those all three of the three of those guys that trio there, and I kind of want to see how they, you know, either separate from one another or how much better they are than everybody mm-hmm. else. I'm really looking forward to watching that. Um, if I left off my guy Ricky Pearsall from Florida, I think people would be mad at me because I've been talking about him on the CHO Bears podcast since uh, you know I was there at the Senior Bowl. Lad McConkey. From Georgia. I love me some Lad McConkey. That is my spirit, and that is just my guy, Lad McConkey, and how he runs routes. So I'm looking forward to watching him. And then just one other guy who I got a chance to watch at the, the Shrine Bowl would be Taj Washington from USC. Just seeing, I feel like he's going to put up some numbers, especially in the 40. So uh, yeah, just um, whether if they don't participate or just talking with them, like all those guys, you can just gain some insight and just being you know, around those types of caliber players, seeing what makes them tick, what doesn't. So on the field, off the field, looking forward to all all five of those guys. I think it was five I mentioned. (laughs) That's cool, man. Regardless, you know, at least it's not like we didn't mention quarterback earlier. That's a much bigger, you know, no-no here on the show. But you mentioned, you know, Rome, Malik. I I really want to see how they go because, I mean, they can go wide receiver in two and three in this draft. Like they can go either way depending on Mm -hmm. how they perform here. Uh, throughout a you know the combine and even their pro days uh both that are very you know enticing in different ways uh you didn't mention this player but he was on my short list of keon coleman uh, out of florida state mm-hmm. you know six four a guy that moves like a, a much smaller wide receiver and what i would look to see out of him at the combine uh, would be that 40 because uh, i know like he's shifty he has good ball skills he can make those contested catches but does he have the speed uh, you know, that top end speed against NFL caliber DBs. Uh, so I want to see how he stacks up there in that 40 time, which would tell me a little bit more about, you know, his prospects and the later portions of this draft, you know, m- middle rounds early, you know, you know, two and three. Anyway, I'm not projecting guys right now, regardless. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing that I'm looking for, you know, out of him just to throw another name out here right now. Nick, what about defensive end? Yeah. Defensive end. Um, you're looking at the top guys you're, you're looking at dallas turner from alabama jared verse from florida state has been mocked to the mm-hmm. bears a lot of times at number nine um i haven't gotten a chance to watch a lot of chop robinson yet from penn state so that'd be another guy that i'm kind of keeping my eye on as we're looking at some of the defensive end you know prospects that we were just talking about earlier well they need to get a guy opposite of montez right. sweat so i think those are maybe the top three guys but guys that um you know if they are participating 
on, on the on-field work. I'm more so, I don't know. I, when I say these guys, I'm also really looking forward to just getting to ask some of these players some questions, if anything. So those are just three guys on my short list for the defensive end prospects. There you go. That's a really good list. Maybe Darius Robinson out of Mizzou too, mm-hmm. who's a little bit bigger guy uh, could help. And I'll be honest with you, Nick, just at this stage of the off season and just with my, uh, I guess my primary responsibilities lately, scouting guys has been difficult to find the time to do so. And when I'm looking at defensive ends, like looking at different rankings and guys to look into, I'm having a hard time figuring out who's a three, four, who's a four, three. And I know the combine is going to help us with that too, as we're kind of like shifting down, you know, throughout this year. But yeah, I mean, Dallas Turner, like I have questions like where he would fit. Although I do look forward to watching him at the combine because I mean, people call me an athletic freak. Uh, I just want to see him, you know, test out, uh, uh, throughout the board, but that's one where, you know, I'm excited to learn more about, you know, from you guys uh, over at the combine, uh, next week. Uh, what did you have next defensive tackle or safety? I forget. Yeah, I had defensive tackle. And when you're looking at like, you're not obviously not going to have, um, Newton from Illinois participating. He had that foot surgery, which is kind of disappointing, but, right. uh, another guy that maybe lower end right now, or I actually, I don't know where he's projected to go, but miles Murphy from North Carolina. Um, I got a chance to see, I didn't really know much about him going into the, uh, the shrine bowl, but man, he is, he's a force and just a lot to handle for interior offensive linemen. He was pushing guys back and you could just see that he plays with good leverage, good play strength. And I'm just like curious to see how he's going to, you know, do there. Um, a guy I got a chance to watch at the senior bowl, uh, Tavondre sweat, this guy, I mean, there was a rep and I forget the poor offensive lineman that had to go against him, but he literally folded him backwards. It was, it was crazy. It, the guy was fine, but that's how, you know, at six, four, 362 pounds, a man can move people. So Tavondre sweat from, uh, Texas. And he also like, they had a period will, will, where they were, it was the, offensive line defensive line they were running routes against each other he caught a touchdown it is it is really funny to watch men that big go out and run routes <laughs> and do things like that so uh tamandre sweat um then one one other guy uh, i haven't had a chance really to watch him but chris jenkins from michigan obviously winning the national yep. championship so uh those would be some of the guys i'm looking forward to watching yeah jenkins is on my list i had byron murphy out of texas as well I wish Newton would have been able like obviously he can do like interviews and things, but I mean, the dude had 102 pressures on quarterbacks last over the last two seasons. And the next guy in college football had 78. Like that's someone who I want the interior, my defensive line who can get after quarterbacks like that. Like that's exciting stuff. Um, But yes. And then for everyone wondering, there is another miles Murphy coming out this year (laughs) because that was something that like first, when I was like doing my research, I was like, wait a minute, what year am I looking at? I'm like, oh, no, there, there's another defensive end, Miles Murphy, or defensive tackle, at least in this case, uh, compared to last year. So, you know, the more you know. Uh, real quickly, though, safety, uh, who do you got? Uh, like, as we look to replace, you know, Eddie Jackson, and I told you my preference last week, <clears throat> free agency. But if we had to do it through the draft mm-hmm. or if we're looking at other guys to maybe even bolster the depth, like, who are some of those guys that you're watching next week? Yeah, so I, I think the number one guy, um, Cameron Kinchins from Miami, I, he he really does it all well. Um, he has that ability to be that free-roaming, single-high safety, got great range, but he makes tackles, and he is not afraid to come down and be in run support. 
there were at times where the angles aren't the best, but there were so many times when I was watching him versus North Carolina where he's the last line of defense. If I'm Kinchins after that game, I'm like, what the hell, guys? The first and second level are letting these running backs, these guys get in open space, and he has to make the tackle. And, you know, he for the most part, he did do a good job of it. But really looking forward to him. I haven't gotten a chance really to watch too much of um, Nubin from Minnesota, so looking forward to seeing what he can do out there in Indianapolis. Um, and then the USC kid, I'm blanking on the name. Bullock, I believe it's uh, something with a C. Kalen, Kalen Bullock from USC is another guy mm-hmm. that I'm um, also looking forward to just watching. Because again, I think ideally too, Will, probably in free agency. And for me, like a lower end free agent at the safety position opposite of um, Jaquan Brisker there would be the maybe the best way of going about it. But you do have more cap space. So maybe the Bears prioritize that position they can put a little bit more money in that spot. There you go. You can hear me, right? By the way, mm-hmm. I had a weird message pop up that said your browser lost connection to your mic. I've never seen it before, but then it went away. So I'm glad you can hear me so we can wrap up their show. But I thought that was a really good list. I didn't have anyone uh, there to add. It looks like there's only one super that came in, but to me, it was a pretty super duper chat, you know, from Matt name, a better duo. I'll wait. Happy Friday. Love you guys. Love the analysis from you two as always. Appreciate you, Matt. Thank you very much for the kind words. Uh, Nick, any final thoughts as we wrap this thing up? No, appreciate everyone uh, hanging out with us on your Friday. I know the weather's looking a little bit better. Greg's out in his garage with it open. So uh, thank you for listening, enjoying this, and you know, interacting with the chat. And you know, we'll have a bunch of great content next week from Indianapolis. So make sure you have notifications on. Give us a like before you head out for the rest of your weekend. But we appreciate all of you and. You know, the it's only getting started here at CHGO Bears. Absolutely. I mean, dude, you literally did my checklist for me. Make sure you set notifications. You get those reminders going because CHGO Bears, we're going to cover the combine better than anybody else there. Not just anyone who covers the Bears, but everyone in all city, all of our cities, like we cover this thing better than anyone else. And actually, Nick, before we leave, shame on all of us. We need oh. to say, yo, what's up to Rich, Caleb, and Kari for joining the CHO diehard family. We didn't do that at the top of the show. Why? I don't know. We forgot, <laughs> and I apologize. You know, we're human too, and, and it happens. Uh, but that little diehard badge popped up on the bottom of my screen. I was like, yep, we had something else that we needed to do today. So I want to say welcome to the family. Thank you so much for you know becoming a diehard. We're so excited that you're here, and if you want – you know, 20% off all of our merch all the time, 20% off all, all of our events, like the draft events that we got coming up here soon. And of course, all the tailgates that we have throughout the season, uh, access to all of our in-depth content that's behind the, you know, behind the wall, like Adam Hoag's Bears Things. There's so many great benefits of it. All you have to do is go to allcshow.com slash diehard to sign up. And of course, on Monday, even if we're at the Combine, you better believe we're going to be giving you guys those shout outs directly from Indianapolis they're in press row. So definitely a great time to continue to sign up and, you know, join the diehard ranks here at CHGO. Love it. Well, thank you everyone for becoming a diehard and for all the new diehards that we'll have, you know, coming in hopefully next week, hopefully the next couple of days, maybe the next hour. We appreciate all of you. It helps us here at CHGO to, you know, honestly keep doing what we're doing. So thank you for joining the community. Not going to regret it. There's so many great perks like the ones that will just mentioned, but that's going to do it, right, Will? I think we, we got yeah. everything covered. Our bases are covered and good to go. 
that's going to do it as my line, by the way. So never say it sure, again. Sure, sure, <laughs> that That's what I sure. say to wrap up the show. But as Pino says, uh, hit that thumbs up button, you know, punch it as he would say, as you leave here for this episode, but we'll be back next week live from Indianapolis at the 2024 NFL scouting combine. We will see you then, but of course, until then bear down Chicago. We all silly like the mayor. 